Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Channel. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Couple of birthday announcements, Bulldog. Oh, hey now. Couple of Buffalo sports legends. Andre Reed has right. a birthday today. Yep, saw that on Twitter earlier. Also, Dominic Hasek. Oh, all right. I did not see that. 59. Arguably the greatest 199th overall pick in sports history. (laughs) Some would say Tom Brady picked at exactly the same spot uh, in his famous draft. But uh, I would say Dominic Hasek, I think, just just to be feisty. Sal Capaccio with us on the Western Hotline. Sal, we'll start with an easy one. Who was better, Dominic Hasek or Tom Brady or Andre Reid? I'm going to step away on that one a little bit. Not re- I don't really want to. <laughs> Take your time with it. No, that. not ready to answer that. I mean, Hasek was the greatest at his position, arguably. Yes. Brady's the greatest at his position, arguably. Brady has more hardware. Uh, I mean, I can't. I mean, I love Andre Reid. I can't put him there, obviously, but um, it's a good question. All right, yeah, maybe Brady. Brady was definitely more clutch than Dom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, it's, this is not fair to Sal. So, you know, take take the night, and maybe it's an extra point show. I don't know. You've got uh, <laughs> you've got you do what you want. Do what you want. I I have no idea. I thought I was ca- coming on here to talk about Bill's coaching news. Let's I don't, do and that. I got I got to settle debates about ha- hockey and football players. Just That's wanted to give you a chance, anyway. Okay. <laughs> Why don't okay. you feel left out, Sal? That's all. How how much, in your opinion, Sal, of a formality was it that Joe Brady would get the job? Uh, pretty strong. I mean, I don't know if formality is the word I want to use, but he was, to me, always the number one candidate, and it probably was going to lean that way. Even though they would do a search, they would interview people. They probably knew what they wanted. He checked all the boxes. So unless someone really came in and blew them away, then it was going to be him to me. That's the way it always read. 
Do you have any idea? We heard something about T. Martin last week, I think, right? Um, Thad Lewis. Thad Lewis, sorry. Thank you. Wow, bad mistake. Um, T. Martin was last year, so it's okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. I feel a little bit redeemed. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have mm-hmm. any idea how many candidates they would have met with? Do you have any any idea? I don't. That's a good question. By the way, T. Martin was two years ago, I should say, after Dayball left, and they heard Dorsey, um, so he would be on your brain for that. And then I do not know. The only one I heard of was Thad Lewis. So um, that's it. So that would probably point to more of the formality. But right. again, if you're, you know, if you're at least looking around, you know, there are there are bringing people in. There's also just exploratory searches, thinking. And if you say, hey, there's really nobody here that checks what we're looking for. He is. He's in house. And I would also say, I always wanted to, you know, keep in mind that Joe Brady could have options the longer it goes, and right. you don't want maybe that to happen if. You want him. You don't want to lose him. The longer it goes, the more opportunities it might open up for him where he says, look, stop dragging your feet. I'm going to Pittsburgh now. Yeah, you know, I did. I mentioned that as a as a possibility. I mean, obviously, we don't we're not saying we know that it happened. But you know, when we talked about this earlier on our show already today, Sal, I, my feeling was I liked I, I'm fine with Brady. Uh, he was the presumptive you know, favorite. So it's it's not a surprise at all that he got the gig. But I like them going through the process. Like I, I would have liked them to talk to, you know, a, ha- a handful more candidates. Mm-hmm. It just so I think there's an opportunity to get information there from outside eyes, right? So it's a form of self scouting. Like, what does this offensive coach think about how we do this? What our strengths are? What our weaknesses are? All that sort of stuff. I think that can be informative and therefore helpful. Um, but the one caveat I, I even added when we talked about this an hour ago or so was I don't know what Brady's prospects were. Like, if, if there was something happening with him and they needed to act to make sure they didn't lose him, um, then I would understand not drawing out the process a little bit longer. Right, and I agree with you 100%. And, and I said that when it happened. Like, they would do their, their own franchise a disservice if they didn't, you know, really fully think about anybody else or, you know, bring people in, get some ideas, put some names on the table, no doubt about it. But this is this is part of the same reason we have the debate every year that people do and the league does about hiring people before the playoffs are over. The The bottom line is teams want to and need to and should have the opportunity to start forming their staffs as early as possible. When people say to me there should never be any hiring or interviewing, any interviewing until after the Super Bowl, I don't agree with that. I mean, I think you're penalizing teams that make coaching changes. They need to get their program in place. They need to start putting people in spots to, you know, know their roster and dig in and know what they need to do once come the senior bowl and then the the combine. And there's no no different here, right? Which is you have somebody in your building, it, the longer you go on, if you eventually don't settle on that person, whoever you do settle on is whatever weeks behind. So you always want to make sure you're doing things as quickly as possible. So yes, I agree with you and everything you said, but I also want to respect the time constraint that you're under here to make sure that you get a person that can kind of just keep moving and put their program in place. We have speculated some here in recent weeks about what the offense will look like next year. We had Sean McDermott's comment from last week, throw to win. You know, you have uh, Brady with, you could look at his career. You could look at his career and try to surmise what Sorry. he wants to do. Um, you here? Sal? Yep, you there? I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, we, sorry about we that. I you. lost you. I don't know if you heard my whole answer or not. I'm sorry. I lost you for a minute. We did. Okay, so thank you. We, even though we've talked about this before, I'll just get to the question. 
what what is your feel for how you think maybe Brady or McDermott want next year's offense to look in in comparison by comparison to this year's? You know, certain changes now that he's fully in charge, or at least as coordinator uh, Brady, that he might want to make. I don't think that I'm thinking they want anything necessarily huge philosophically changed. I think they want to add people that can help make a change, which is playmakers, which is explosiveness. We heard them talk about it. I don't think that has to be a revamped offense. You know, and going back to the point about the timing here of Brady and all that, you know, Brady's essentially running pretty much Dorsey's offense, I would think, most of the terminology. But what has to happen is he has to kind of bring in what he wants to do along with that, figure out what Josh Allen and everybody else, you know, what worked, what didn't work, how do we mesh these t- things together, take what Dorsey was doing and then we did, along with kind of what he liked to do when he was at, you know, LSU or Carolina or whatever. And I just think that, you know, philosophically, they kept him in place because they liked what he did. Um, so I don't think you have to have a big change there. What I think has to happen is he's got to have more playmakers and an ability to get the ball down the field, to have explosive plays. So let's just say what could be a philosophical change? Like, I don't know. Are they going to think that, well, we we don't want Josh Allen running as much as you did once you took over? I don't know. I, I find that hard to believe considering – they were in. They he it was such a big part of their offense. Maybe maybe we're back to square one of well, why isn't Josh Allen running again for ten weeks? I don't know. <laughs> that could happen. So I I just don't think there's some philosophical shift that's going to become with the offense. I think it's just going to be about getting him more parts. Yeah, I I think the 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 Allen running thing. I I would predict now for whatever it's worth that we sort of go through the same process we did last year. Eventually, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get to the opening of OTAs and, you know, mini camps and then training camps and you've got like, you know, this this idea that, you know, Allen needs to protect himself and Bean will talk about it and I'm guessing they'll say a lot of the same things they've said the last couple off seasons. The season will start and they'll come to a point maybe ideally they have an easier season than they had this year and it waits even longer but when they really need it there it'll it'll be there you know it's going to be there he's not aged out of being an effective runner yet i mean that'll come at some point in his 30s i assume um but them slow playing that part of it i think like they have this past year and maybe even the year before it stands to reason they would do the same thing again because it worked he made it through the year you know he did. I, I want to. It's really interesting you're bringing this up because I was thinking about this the other day, which is they were six and six. And McDermott said we have to take a look at kind of how we got there. Right. That was that was a big part of mm-hmm. having to play like they're like, well, this rally they had all these wins in a row, five wins in a row, six out of seven. And McDermott's like, well, we put ourselves in a tough spot and we have to look at why that happened. Well, to me, maybe one of the reasons is you didn't allow your quarterback to be your yep. quarterback as much as you should have. You didn't allow Josh Allen to run. So. I'm wondering if they come to that conclusion and say, mm. you know, yes, we kept him clean. We kept him healthy. But did, actually, he actually did get hurt, by the way, right? He had a yeah, shoulder sure. injury. But, you, you know, he didn't miss any time. But maybe that's part of it, Bulldog. I am super curious on how that goes down because I think they will use those same talking points. But I do wonder if they think, hey, we can't we can't wait that long. Like, we got to let him play a little bit here because that's part of the reason we were in that situation. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. So Eric Washington is leaving for Chicago. Ken Dorsey, for what it's worth, who was already gone, but getting the offensive coordinator job in Cleveland. Leslie Frazier, also already gone, interviewing in Miami. So a lot happening. What are the Bills losing in Washington? 
A really good teacher. I, I think Eric Washington is a really good teacher at what he does. Um, I enjoy, you know, when we go to practice, a lot of times that group, especially in the field house, they're kind of right next to us because we can only go in a certain area there. But even out on the field, I, I love going over and watching him work with his group. You know, it, it's so it, it's interesting. You get guys like Von Miller who are put so much time in this league and Hall of Famers. But Eric Washington still teaches. Right? He still teaches Von Miller. Like they're, they go through things and they're, you know, going over hand placements and stuff like that. I think that that's what appealed to the Bears about bringing him in. We talked with Chris Emma today on the um, uh, from our Odyssey sister station in Chicago on the Extra Point Show, and he said that Matt Eberflus talked about getting teachers. So I think that's what they're losing there. But that doesn't mean that um, you know they can't have somebody else who's you know just as good of a teacher or. You know, have that same relationship. I think the relationships part of it matter. Sean talked about that with the assistant coaches and, you know, the the energy and stuff like that. Those are things that Eric Washington brings. And he also, guys, just brings a very big wealth of knowledge that you're going to lose, which is he was a defensive coordinator in Carolina before he came here. He worked under Ron Rivera and Sean McDermott. This is a guy that has a really, really strong working knowledge of what Sean McDermott wants to get done on the defensive side. Does, does Washington's leaving... Like increase the urgency to find a way to elevate uh, Babbage in some way, like give him a title so that he doesn't also leave? Because I, I, I would think, you know, they had a good, if not great year on defense, considering all the injuries especially. Um, and this teaching point you're making, and people seem to rave about Babbage in the same way, like wherever he, mm-hmm. you know, whatever position he's coaching, it seems like people are excelling. So um, does Washington's departure – increase the urgency to keep Babbage. Yeah, and by the way, I want to make sure uh, Marcus West is the assistant defensive line coach. You know, he works very closely with Eric Washington. Just want to put his name out there. Maybe that's the guy that they look at to elevate because I think he does a good job in that role too. But as far as Babbage is concerned, yeah, maybe, Bulldog. It's funny. I I wonder if the Bills just kind of slow play this. And what I mean is, so so from what, what I can gather, Bobby Babbage has had three teams request interviews with him. The Dolphins, the Giants, the Packers. I went and looked. I didn't look at the Dolphins' complete chart. Packers, I took a glance at it. I know the Giants, I think they interviewed six guys so far. So all these teams, let's say, are going to interview five, six, seven guys. There's no slam dunk you're going to lose Bobby Babbage. He's Mm -hmm. never called plays before. He's never been a defensive coordinator. I mean, I think he's done a hell of a job. I've been saying that here for a couple of years. This guy has two all-pros at safety, moves the linebackers, has an all-pro, and then Tremaine Edmonds gets paid. Like, this guy, and then... Terrell Bernard this year. He's done an amazing job. But if you're the Giants, if you're the Packers, you're the Dolphins, I do wonder, are you going to bring in a first-time defensive caller, play caller, right? Defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. So maybe the Bills look at it and say, look, go get, you know, go through the process. Let us know. Keep us updated. Because they haven't done anything yet. It could also be that Sean McDermott just wants to keep play calling duties. And if that's the case and Babbage doesn't get a job to call play somewhere else, then there's nothing you need to do. He can just stay. So instead of, I guess what I'm trying to say is, instead of feeling the urgency to just make him the play caller and the defensive coordinator slash play caller, if you don't want to do that, maybe you don't have to, right? And mm-hmm. If you want to do it, that's great. Then do it now. If you want to do it and you think he's going to be right for the job, then do it now. But if you don't want to do it because you want to keep you know, what McDermott's doing, you don't have to make that move until you know what the other teams are doing, and he can keep you afoot of what's happening there. Had a question written down to ask you about free agency, but I think I want to save that. Maybe we'll talk again tomorrow or Wednesday and get to what happened yesterday. Uh, Kansas City and San Francisco winning 
the Chiefs winning in Baltimore, the, the Ravens pain that surely they and their fans are feeling is very relatable. You know, here, here was a great chance to beat Kansas City, maybe even better, arguably better in Baltimore's case, of course, with the season they had than what the Bills had, but didn't get there. Uh, what, what do you think, Sal, on, on Baltimore there? Like, winnable game. They were able to eventually stop the Chiefs pretty regularly, but could not score a couple of big turnovers. How about how pass-heavy uh, the Ravens were against a team that is a much better team defensively against the pass? Yeah, I feel like they kind of had a – like they let the Chiefs and the mystique of the Chiefs maybe get in their heads. Maybe Todd Munkin did that. I mean, they should have just stuck with their game. Stick with your game. And the Bills ran for 180 yards a week before. Josh Allen ran a bunch against the Chiefs. And, like, here's Lamar. They're not really running him other than in scrambles. There were very few designed runs from what I remember. Three. But I don't know why they didn't, you know, just do that. And maybe, like, to me, sometimes this can happen, right, where, okay, like, they go down, Chiefs score, then you go down and score. Okay, we're in a battle here. We're in a game. Once the Chiefs take a two-score lead – you almost feel like you got to do something different to catch up. You can't let this game get away from you. And maybe that's what they did. But yet here comes the defense stop after stop. I mean, the Zay Flowers fumble was monstrous too, right? Mm -hmm. If Zay Flowers gets in the end zone, we might have a different result. Maybe then they do get the stop, and then they just say, we're going to pound the ball down the field and at least tie this game up, if not you know, win the game. That could have happened as well. Kind of like the same situation the Bills were in when they went on their final drive and, okay, you know, we're in a position here to try and to try and win this thing or at least tie it. I, I agree. They should have ran the ball more. I just wonder if that whole, we got Mahomes and Reed and the Chiefs and they're there. They got a two-score lead and, ah, we're going to panic. What do we do now? You know, and then we start throwing the ball all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, it was it really was odd the, that they, it's, it, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, like, maybe, just got in their own heads too much and yep. um you know maybe too much time on task um they they think we're going to do this so we better not do this we'll do that instead which is be more throw heavy and they got away from doing what has worked for them yeah and if you if you think like as a as a play caller philosophically you also think okay we can run the ball and then but we grind the clock down and we don't get there like we're we're kind of shortening our own game to try and catch up, right? So you might think that way. But that's who they were this year, the Ravens. They did such a good job running the ball. And, I mean, there were some plays missed, no doubt. And, you know, Lamar threw that ball into triple coverage. That was a bad decision. I, I just I, – I, I think he had an amazing year. I have no problem with him winning MVP. I think he's going to win MVP. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I think it's unfortunate that – we're in this space now where, and I guess maybe we've always done it, but I just see it all the time more on social media. You just got to play the blame game real quick, right? And you got to play the, he can't win this game, and he can't do that, and this is Josh, and this is Lamar. And mm-hmm. I mean, the fact is, the Chiefs are just really, really good. They're great, and it's it's really, really hard to beat them. Where do you come down on Dan Campbell, Sal? Oh, man. I, he should... Or do you I want the hatchet question Campbell, Or if it was... <laughs> Let me ask you that. Yeah, right. No, I guess if you take it, let me take the micro first. The game yesterday, the decision to run the ball on third down was awful. You got to throw the ball there. You can't put yourself in a position where if you get stopped, you have to waste that timeout. You absolutely have to keep that timeout. You throw the ball. And I even would have thought about, you know, kicking the field goal there on the next play, even though they did score a touchdown, right? I mean, like that. Uh, The fourth down thing, I don't, you know, 
Fourth down, this is what he's done. This is who he is. And this is what people respect and love about him, right? So I'm fine with that. Those are decisions in the game that can go either way, but that's who he's been and aggressive and those kinds of things. Um, But, man, overall macro, I mean, we made fun of biting kneecaps, Mm -hmm. right? And people made fun of this guy back to the Dolphins days when he was an interim and Interim and interim coach, and then he gets hired in Detroit and culture, culture, and you know, brute and ah, but he wasn't that kind of coach. He wasn't super old school because of the aggressiveness, because of the high flying offense they had. I think he at least demonstrated that. But I think this is a win for people who love that kind of spirit on the sidelines and love that kind of energy in a building and love that kind of camaraderie and get together and their their culture and their way of going about it. This was nice, and I was really glad to see a guy like Dan Campbell who represents all of that succeed this year. Yeah, and he he got into that gig with no no play calling experience on either side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's so That's much right. focus on play calling. McDermott's calling plays for defense. Want an offensive coach cuz I want the offense like Andy Reid, like that that way the hot coordinator's not worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Leaving Campbell's neither. And, like, there he is. Yeah, and Ben Johnson did a great job this year. But, again, I don't know. Has it come out who made the decision on that third down call to goal line? Was it Ben Johnson's call? Was it Campbell's call? Because that was just – that was a defining moment of the game. And, again – I'll go back to, sure, we can definitely say like that was a big part, but that's not the only reason they lost. I mean, the Niners did a nice job in the second half, and Purdy used his legs and give them a lot of credit, but in the Detroit dropped a big pass, you know, and they just they just kind of weren't up to it at the biggest moments of that game as it, as it was coming down. Maybe the biggest play of that game is that 51-yarder to Ayuk off of the dude's face mask. I mean, talk about oh, yeah, bad luck. I mean, Man. that is unbelievable. Yeah, and you know if you're if you're in Detroit today, I mean, you know it's a city they never have been been to a Super Bowl. They're the only team uh, that's played every year of professional football, right? I mean, going back, this is in the Super Bowl era. That's played every year of professional football and has never been to a Super Bowl. 
I think that's what the stat is. Something like that. There's been teams that never been to a Super Bowl. Um, I think that's what the stat is. Either way, and you know, you get so close and you have this lead, and to lose it like that, you have to be so happy with the really quick turnaround of the team and how they got to where they were, um, maybe unexpectedly. But to lose like that when you think you're just you know. 20 minutes away from the Super Bowl, whatever it was, when they had the lead, and it's just got to be crushing. I think that's right. The Browns took a break. Expansion teams, Houston, Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, so only team not to make it that's been there every year. Well, big year for them, but it's got to really hurt today because they were in, had 24-7 lead and uh, so close. Okay, Sal, thanks for your time. Well, yeah, real quick, the other thing that happened as of yesterday, that means that the Bills now do not, they will not be a candidate to play opening night Thursday night football because they play both the Chiefs and the Niners at home, whereas either of the other two teams won the Super Bowl, they could have gone to them on the opening night of week. If I promise no hockey, do we have a conversation tomorrow about what will happen? Oh, you can talk one, hockey anytime you want. I just didn't one. want to disparage Dom, that's all, because I was going to say Brady off the top of my head right away. I'm like, wait a minute, okay. though. I don't want to do that here. Okay, you didn't have to. That's hockey cool. anytime you want. All right. Thank you. There you, you go. That's our Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? I mean, it's going to fly by, but plenty of time to guess wildly at the primetime schedule for week one in 2024. It's going to fly by. Just don't put it off too long because then you're going to be like, oh, I wish I had my life back. We could have done more of that. 803-0550 for your calls on yesterday. The Chiefs do it again. We're all. It's time. Draft and coaching changes and free agency. All that. Uh, like it or not, we've we've arrived at that that space on the board here. Mike Shope and the Bulldog back after the update. This is WGR. Yeah, I just felt really good about us converting, getting our momentum, and not letting them play long ball. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back. And it's easy hindsight, and I get it, but. I don't regret those decisions. It's hard because you now they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to to work out. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. But this didn't work out. Dan Campbell and the Lions done after their loss in the NFC Championship last night, thirty-four thirty-one. Thanks for the cover. Thanks for the cover. They kicked the field goal, like Sal pointed out. They could have done on on fourth. Yep. Um, that's a push. Everybody, nobody wins. Nobody wins. You know, we got to get, we got to pick a side here. Vegas needs <laughs> these games to not end in pushes. There's a lot of, a lot of people out here investing serious money. I didn't have it. I had a Gibbs touchdown. And me too. You know, did you? Good. Yeah, yeah. But that, with, you know, with eight other things that didn't happen. Oh, that's right. No, I'm, I'm a straight better. <laughs> but what was it like? Plus two. 290 or something like that. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was It was nice. Yes. I did separately, though, uh, Galaxy Brain, Mike over here, last touchdown of the Ravens game, Dalvin Cook. So that they'd win uh-huh. and right, right. run the ball right through them, and then maybe they tack one on late, and it's Dalvin Cook, because you have him, and why not? That I don't believe happened. I don't believe Dalvin Cook scored the last touchdown no. of that game. Uh, I did. This is not really a close call, certainly not a bad beat because I didn't even bet it. But when putting together my parlays in the morning or afternoon, whenever I was doing it, I don't remember exactly, I, I'm looking at the anytime touchdown guys, and I whatever the number on Elijah Mitchell was, it was huge. Oh. And, it, and, it, and, it, and I thought about it. Like, it, it just is that, you know, sure, McCaffrey, sure, you know, but 
yeah, give me give me the me, me, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be a blowout, so garbage time, late score type thing. And it wasn't quite that, but I mean, he got there and I, you know, didn't matter. I had too many other things that didn't hit, but I was close to pulling the trigger. Out. I I didn't think about that, but I would have liked that bet. Uh here's Michael next. Hi Michael. Hey guys, uh, a couple of things real quick. Uh, I just have to say I did I did uh listen a little bit to the uh Detroit Sports Radio and they're talking about like revamping the, the whole in, entire defense on on Detroit because of the loss. And I just think it's crazy. This team had a great year. And and if you look at, at what happened, okay, so two things. Uh the, the field goal, um, or the choice to go for it. I don't disagree with going for it. And and if that receiver catches that ball and doesn't drop it, it was a well it was a well well planned play, well well executed other than the fact that he didn't hang on to the football. We're probably talking about a Detroit win. Uh but here's the deal. I don't know what the what the kicker's uh percentage is from that distance, but if he happens to miss that kick, now you know, that what you're doing is you're giving uh uh San Francisco fairly decent field position and you're coming away with no points. So I don't think it was a bad bad move to go for it. And there was just a so the point I'm making over the cross back over the Bills game, uh and you know, people calling for dramatic changes in the Bills and change the coach and this and that. It comes down to execution, and I think one of you guys said uh, in the last segment with Sale, it comes down to being up to you know those big moments in the big games, and and you know with with uh, the Bills' offense, uh, you know we can discuss about Brady running too much or this and that, but again, if the receivers hang out of those deep passes from Josh Allen, it's a different result, right? And the same with yesterday, there was a lot of drop passes on the lines in the second half, so it comes down to executing. In those moments, and last point I want to make, I, I really, I'm sad to say, but I think the Bills absolutely need a true number one and a true number two receiver, and then we're going to have a different result next year. Thanks, okay, guys. Yep. And I thank you. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Well, here's to them finding their way to, if if not all of that right away, uh, at least get getting getting on the road to it. Right. I mean, it, it may take time to develop a rookie wideout. Like who's who's the best rookie receiver in the league this year? Uh, Puka Nakua, right? Yep. <laughs> fifth Has to round, be. fifth round pick. Um, you know, I'm thinking of the higher picks, like the group of guys that went all in a row. Uh, it, you know, just just past the midway point of the first round there in the 20s, and maybe Zay Flowers is the best one of those guys. He's, he wasn't exactly a number one receiver this year. Maybe that's in his future. Um, so it, it may take some time, but they've got to replenish. I mean, I was calling a lot of us were, uh, but this specifically to to groom a guy to take over as the number one, the lead dog when Diggs is compromised or just no longer here. Um, that that was one of the biggest reasons I wanted them to do it last year. You get that in the pipeline. I get that working. Davis is probably a goner. You knew that a year ago. So I I got to replenish, and they just really haven't done it. You know. Probably Diggs is on the team and will go into the season as the you know considered number one receiver on the team. I don't know exactly how they would bring in somebody that would you know we would just basically decide comes in over him. Uh, if it's a rookie, there's no chance that that would be how that's regarded. But he might need more help than ever in matchups, getting older, where like you know for three years pretty much. Two, two plus into this year, he just for for so much of his Bills career, he really was unstoppable. Like say what you want about Davis and 
what when when Diggs' production declined, Allen talked about, Joe Brady talked about, you know, at least in theory, uh, teams doing more to take away Diggs. It might be at a point in his career, and this maybe is putting it conservatively, where you need to plan on that, where you need to plan on getting mm-hmm. creative, not just expecting Stephon Diggs to be a witch because he always has been almost. Like you, you might need to figure out, you might need to get creative. And that starts with a, another receiving option. I think the first name for this has to be Kincaid that teams have to deal with. So then, you know, maybe Diggs gets less double coverage and you can figure move him in the slot sometimes, just do different things with him to get value. For what you're paying him, you, you need to get value, and it won't be easy. Right. Wide receiver two, I don't know. You can draft somebody in the first round. You can draft this year's Puka Nakua and push in on him and start him and feed him and maybe you, you know, hit a home run like the Rams did. But it's just it's the season's not going to start with teams taking that too seriously, I think. Yeah. And and free agency, probably you're looking at options that are less than thrilling, where it's again somebody that you would expect Diggs to be the center piece more than whoever that guy is. Yeah, it would really surprise me if they found their way. I mean, I would respect the heck out of it if they found a way to do it. Um, but if they found their way to a guy that, you know, like, I, you know, someone, somebody just entering the prime of his career, it's, it's a huge contract. I mean, it's none of it seems realistic at all to expect that the Bills will have that kind of flexibility financially. So, yeah, I, I think hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. they, they could have all the reasons that we don't know anything about to want to move on from Dix. They could and still find it hard to do from a 
just a personnel standpoint, schematically, like who's our number one receiver if we did that, and then there's the financial part. Like there's there's you know there's reasons to not part with him because of the money it will cost you to have him not here, on top of having to replace him on the roster. It just it's very complicated. Um, I think they're they're in they're in a spot where you just have to hope he can still be what he's been or some reasonable facsimile thereof if you get your way to the right kind of help around him. All right, thanks, Michael. You know the the caller's right, and Sal made a similar point about execution failures in these close losses there's a rush to paint you know paint by number an easy an easy picture Lamar Jackson Josh Allen I mean whatever you want that's sort of you kind of walked in the room and you had that in the back of your mind okay here boom here it is and you know sometimes there can be truth in that but these little drop passes and execution stuff I mean fumble lock different things that happen the fl- the flowers uh it's reminiscent of Hardman the week before here, yeah. and Kansas City wins that game anyway, which, you know, that can be – that's a fair point to make in terms of the Ravens, but just like such a matter of inches. Tough to tough to lose when you have these little things, um, and sometimes you might not even feel like you're really to blame, whether that's officials or different things. You know, we, you know how it works. Uh, that's losing. Here's winning. Bulldog, here is winning. Yeah. Here is winning. Want to – all about winning. I want to say here on the air, congratulations to a young man I know a little bit. My wife knows him very well, Michael Antonius, age 14, won one of the world's most prestigious junior tennis tournaments yesterday in France. Uh, A Buffalo kid, great kid, and he's about the best 14 and under tennis player in the world. Um, You might want to know his name. All right. Say it again, please. Michael Antonius. There. Now I know it. We watched this match yesterday. My wife is very excited for it. She hits with him quite often, actually. She's hit with him. Oh, I love it. And we watched. She takes a little bit of credit for his uh, volleying, for his doubles acumen. (laughs) He's also a top-ranked doubles player, but he played a young man from Spain. Young man. Boy. 14. And uh, 4-6, 6-2, 6-0. So, you know. Buffalo well, kid is too. Good job. Yeah. Yes, yes, really, uh, really great to watch. Just to be able to watch a live stream of a junior tennis tournament in France, uh, pretty much seamlessly is it's uh, it's a good life. What a world! What a world! What a win! So, congrats to Mike, Michael, Mike Shopin, the Bulldog here. Eight oh three oh five fifty for you. This is WGR. Mike Shopin, the Bulldog. Thanks for listening. Continuing the transition from the playoff heartbreak to. The offseason, which can be fun. The draft, Senior Bowl this week, hearing a lot about prospects, hand size and whatnot, the stuff you need to know. So thanks for coming to us for it, because I don't know where else I'd I'd go, really, for this stuff. Uh, So Senior Bowl and free agency, coaching movement around the league, and also the reality that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl again. As Patrick Mahomes improves in the postseason to 14 and three Good Lord. with two of the losses coming in overtime right not bad yeah uh, in in, ch- in champ in conference championship games right there's the, the first one yes is New England and then uh, Cincinnati that's right years ago right that's right so the only regulation loss is the Super Bowl they lost to Tampa 35 to nine. <laughs> and much like Kelsey, he's got, I'll bet, like MVP caliber numbers 
in those 17 games, right? Like, like Kelsey has an incredible 17 playoff games, like 18 touchdowns. Ian Hardis gave us all, all the, the rundown. Like, the yardage is ridiculous. I'll bet Mahomes is the same thing. Like, it'd be an MVP year if you put it all as one season. Maybe, yeah. I want to look. So, Kelsey in the playoffs. I don't have to do this live here, but you just said it. It's good, you're saying? Yeah. It's 17 games? The same Seven, 17 games? Yeah, with, with Mahomes, I think, except maybe. Okay. The same 17 games. He's got 18 touchdowns. The yardage is like 1,400 or something. Yep. I, I mean, it's just 130-some catches. I mean, it's, it's it's insane. That's right. He he goes back farther, so he has 21 right. games. But, right, with Mahomes, it's 17. And I was not expecting it. You know, last week, it's been said many times, last week the matchup was favorable and the Chiefs, you know, burned the Bills with with Kelsey. I did not expect it yesterday. They were superior plays. The two on that first touchdown drive were simply superior plays. Mahomes on a fourth and two. Kelsey stretching out, covered, but reaching up for that catch and then then goes down. And the touchdown is just incredible. You can't defend that touchdown. Right, he's got he he's got he knows like he turns at a certain point where like he the ball is is being thrown. Maybe he's expecting it at the pylon. That's where it's going. He's able to adjust, and the defender has no chance. Right, and the defender is right there. Like it's per it's it just, it just I don't know how you defend that play. If the guy's gonna make that throw, and you've got a sure enough handed receiver who you know expects it to be where it ended up being. I mean, just good luck to you. Uh, I know you're a FanDuel guy. I just got a notification from FanDuel about Devin Booker. Okay. They have a, a a promotion. Maybe you don't get it. Maybe you do. Where like sort of a basically a freebie on a parlay over one half of a point in the first quarter for Devin Booker. Phoenix at Miami. You can check into that. Devin Booker, I thought this was cool. Phoenix Suns has 204 points. In his last four road games, average of 51. He's the second player in NBA history to hit 200 or more points in a stretch of four road games. Only one other player has ever done it. That was Wilt Chamberlain, who did it 24 times. How great is that? I love Chamberlain stats. (laughs) I love Wilt Chamberlain stats. Oh, here's this insane points and rebound combination that three other guys have ever done, but Wilt did it 48 times. You know, that's it was a sort of a normal game, 50 and 30, something like that, sort of a normal game. Devin Booker, 204 points in his last four road games, Phoenix at Miami tonight, second player ever to hit 200. Chamberlain did it 24 times. Love it. All right. We need to take a break, have the update, and then we'll talk some more. Chiefs Niners, did Dan Campbell blow it? How the Ravens lost? Where was the running game that they're known for and just not even utilized here in this game yesterday? And uh, here we go into another offseason. The Ravens, likewise, just trying to figure out how to beat Kansas City. Lines open for your calls. Hope to have you join us. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 